0: Hello everyone, my name is Amina Lee and I'm the host of the Lifestyle of Amelie podcast, which you are currently listening to. And today's topics is going to be very, very important. So first, I'm going to talk about Sky Jackson and how she's literally exposing everyone on Twitter. And second, I'm going to talk about Abby Lee Miller being a freaking racist yes and and other important tips and tactics that you can do to support the black lives matter movement and ways to educate yourself if you are a non-black person so let's get straight into it so i want to give a quick intro of what queen sky jackson is doing because i'm just loving it so if you guys don't know sky jackson is a disney star she was known for her roles on Jessie and Bunked, but, you know, she did graduate high school. But, of course, now it's quarantine. You know, everything's going on, right? Everybody's really, like, showing their true colors. So you have, like, a lot of racist white kids around my age doing a George Floyd challenge where they have, like, their necks on their friends super... Not even amusing. You have that. Second of all, you have racist white kids... Saying the N-word... Multiple times... That get accepted to these good schools... And it's like... It's crazy because it's like... You never know who you're going to surround yourself with. Like, you can literally be next to someone that can change your life... And then you can be next to someone... That looks, like, completely nice, but could be, like, a completely total racist. Like, imagine just having that much hatred to do a freaking George Floyd challenge. A George Floyd challenge. I'm just... So Sky Jackson's Twitter, she's a, she's been exposing them. It's been like left and right. People have been sending her evidence and stuff. It's on her Twitter. She's been exposing kids. Some kid was going to the army. I believe like the army responded back to Sky Jackson. Some girl from Yale. Oh my God! I was like, look at all these kids trying to be bold. But 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 then when you want to take away that scholarship and you know that college acceptance from them, now they want to start boo-hooing. And it's like. No, you are racist, and your actions have consequences. So, that's that. So, shout out to Sky Jackson. Super amazing. You know, people might not agree with it. I, I love it. You know, using social media to your freaking advantage. I love it. I stand. So, keep doing you, Sky Jackson. You're freaking amazing. So, next, Abby Lee Miller is a racist. So, I grew up watching Dance Moms religiously. I remember mom was like, you need to stop watching the show all the time. Like, I actually watched the show on Lifetime, after school, in, like, 6th grade. I remember I freaking sent one of the cast members a message, a DM. I was, like, in the 6th grade. And my mom was like, don't do that. But, like, other than that, as I started watching Dance Moms more progressively and progressively, I started to notice the lack of... Diversity on this show. Like, literally, most of the castmates were white until like season three or four. There was always Nia. I vividly remember the episode with Nia, right? So, Nia, I met her before in real life. Beautiful, beautiful. Her mom is freaking amazing as well. But, like, I remember their episode when Abby was like, you know, take those braids out of her hair. You know, like, they're like she was just calling braids, like, disgusting. And it's like, people don't understand the magic of braids. Like, braids, you know, protect your hair, you know, grows your hair as well. So, braids are very, very good. And I believe that braids should really be accepted more in the dance world, especially for kids that are black. And, you know, kids that might grow up with a black parent because their character is going to be different as well or anybody with natural hair, braids are very, very important. So I feel like, you know, braids should definitely be more accepted into the dance world. But like I was saying, I started to know it's more that, you know, Abby was racist. So one episode, there was like a Rosa Parks, you know, thing. Like Abby wanted to dedicate. I got to give Abby that. Like she can dedicate, not a song like a whole dance for someone and absolutely kill it but what she despised was she had kendall a pure white girl and nia an american black girl quote unquote going head go head to head for the head role of rosa parks knowing dang well if a white girl played rosa parks that that show probably would have been canceled i'm sorry who in the he- I, Who is going to let a white girl play Rosa Parks? I wouldn't want to let nobody, a white girl, play me in fifty years when it's my biography or documentary coming out and I'm going to direct it. I wouldn't want to do that. I even want. I wouldn't even want a white person. I wouldn't even want a black person to portray a white person. It's not even about the racist thing. It's like how in the, that. First of all, that's disrespectful. And it's, like, she was really having Kendall and Nia go head-to-head for a role that was obviously meant to go to Nia. And then Chloe's mom, Christy, was, like, she did an interview, and she was, like, does she not know that, like, you know, she's black, and it obviously has to go to Nia? Like, why are they doing this? I love Christy. Her she carried the whole entire show. That's another podcast. But, yeah. So there was another black girl on the show. Her name was Cameron, and she came on, I believe, like, season five or six when, you know, Abby got caught up in the L.A. life. She wanted to go to the L.A. studio and put her name out there. I don't know. I feel like at the studio, and the name got worse when she went out to L.A., but whatever. So Cameron's mom did a whole post on, like, her story or whatever, like, exposing Abby. So what really happened was some cast made it. What, I'm not sure which. Cause there's two Camerons. It's Cameron that's on, like, the elite squad, the, the elite dance team. And there's, like, a mini Cameron. And she, she's so cute. She has, like, the hazel eyes. And she's, uh, so, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. She's another black girl as well. Her mom, mini Cameron, did a post about Abby as well. And then she was, like, saying how, like, you know, people really don't know how she's like that. You know, reality TV, you know, it can be fake, obviously. But she was like, no, like, that was actually her. And I've heard many people say this, even on TikTok. Like, they done videos about Ivy Lee Miller. And they said that she's so racist and so rude. And it's like, how are you going to be so rude when you literally pivot off of the success of making kids cry, giving them PTSD, giving them, you know, freaking mental anxiety attacks and you don't want to be a nice person like damn people are just so weird like Kendall really has anxiety attacks because of the show Maddie had anxiety attacks Chloe had anxiety attacks I believe Mackenzie anxiety attacks it's like damn so then Cameron's mom the mini one She talked about how Abby would have the black girls at the back. Nope. It was actually a Lee Cameron, the older one. So she was saying how she'll have the black girls in the studio, you know, dance in the back. And then was complaining about their feet and small things. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, it's so disrespectful when you literally, your ancestors build this country. No, 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 no. this This is actually the funny part. I find it so disrespectful when your ancestors build this country without, you know, a choice. They were brought here from every different country they came from. It could be DR, Africa, Colombia, whatever, but it all respects Africa. I just find it very disrespectful how your ancestors can help build this country without a freaking choice, without pay. Hashtag, um... Team reparations, all right? Because this is why we need reparations. Because white people have the audacity to disrespect black people and Native Americans. Because this is a Native American land and black people helped build this land. What did y'all do? This is, this is stolen land. And they're always like, go back to your own country. You can't return stolen goods, sir. If you want to go back to your country, you should go back to Europe where y'all all came from and then you guys can go happy and support trump over there because the fact that people could be so racist now like i'm just so abby does like this whole apology thing on like her instagram and she's like yeah i'm so sorry to cameron and it was like another black girl but she never apologized to Mia and i was like how disrespectful is this freaking lady I was like, I can't stand her. But anyways, I'm going to come back after this quick ad. And I'm going to talk about some movies you should watch during the Black Lives Matter movement. And ways to educate yourself. And I'll be right back. And that will be the end of the podcast. Hey, guys. So, I'm back. And I'm going to give you guys some quick movies and or TV shows to watch during quarantine to educate yourself about Black Lives Matter. You know, if you are a white persons, educate yourself on privilege and etc. So the first docu series or movie, whatever you want to call it, I am going to recommend you guys the Khalif Browder story. His story is so powerful. He went to jail for three years, and he was accused of stealing a backpack. He spent three years on R- Rikers. Rikers is one of the most. I. When I watched that documentary, that literally made me not even want to step foot into a jail. Like, Khalif Prada went through so much. Like, he didn't even have to spend a day in jail. But it's the system in New York that's always been like that. You know, if you don't have money for, you know, bail or whatever, you know, you automatically go to Rikers or something like that. It's like... I believe in that area that Khalif Brada got arrested. Um, dang, like 90% of people couldn't make bail. It was super crazy. But like I was saying, Khalif Brada's story is so powerful. It's been three years in Rikers. Out of those three years, two years was in solitary. And solitary is freaking crazy because you're not, you don't have any human interaction. You're just talking to yourself. Um, he actually did later commit suicide, I believe a couple months or a year after, you know, he got released from prison. And when he got released from prison, it was so heartbreaking because they were just like, oh, yeah, your case is missed. And every time he wants a trial, even like I get it, you know, black people, we got to support. But just because you're the same Skin complexion as someone, or just because you know you're the same race doesn't mean that they really support you because the fact that there were so many black judges and lawyers that could have really dismissed his case and they knew that there was no evidence that his death is on their hands it's on their shoulders because. He had taken his life because he went through so much. The correctional officers were beating him up. He got stabbed. He got shot. All of this stuff. And not he, he didn't get shot in jail. He got shot outside when he got released. But he got stabbed. He got all this stuff. And it's, like, so crazy how this abuse happens in prison. It's like, damn. So after he got released from prison, you know, his story, you know, got big because he never said that he was guilty you know a lot of people would have said they were guilty Rada was like no I'm not guilty I didn't do this crime so that's what happened so the judge it was this judge they talk about you know like this judge she was white and she was trying to pressure Khalif to take the plea she was like no take three years like you know you did it you know like trying to antagonize him like you know you did it you know like just accepted three years you want to have to do probation same same amount of years that he spent in jail and he would have got out around the summer Cleef was like you know this is good and all his friends was like yeah this is good but he was like no I'm not gonna do it so after that I think it was like two years after you know he gets released he goes on the view he rosie o'donnell you know interviews him and then they build a relationship after and then in the documentary rosie talks about their relationship and how they build one and then she found out the day he died but that story is very important to know about white privilege and to know about the corruption about the whole criminal justice system and i believe there was a person in the bronx That actually corrupted the whole entire police, you know, enforcement in the Bronx. And he was black. So, like, I'm not trying to be negative and be, like, you know, like, this is Black Lives Matter. Like, you know, we all have to be together at this moment. But what I'm saying is just because someone is the same race as you, same skin complexion as you, they would be the main person that's not even rooting for you. So... It was a freaking black guy that made the whole entire Bronx police department station, whatever you want to call it, corrupt. So, Khalif brought a story very, very important, very, very powerful. His mom actually died too from heartbreak because I believe it was from heartbreak because she was dealing with so, so much with Khalif's death and they were fighting and suing the city. They actually did win, like three million dollars i don't know how the money was um divided but that's not really my business but you know shout out to their family super amazing um super sad what new york put them through i generally think that they should have gotten more money but that's just my opinion so next film i'm gonna give you guys i'm going to give you guys the Help. So, The Help actually came out in 2011, but a lot of people are just starting out to watch it. So, when The Help came out, I was actually, let's see. So, I was born in 2002, and then The Help came out in 2011. So, that came out when I was nine. And a lot of people starting to watch it because, you know, people want to get educated. Like, it was trending on Netflix and everything. So, pretty much, it's about these maids. You know, they're working themselves. They want to get paid, like, freaking... Shoot, they got per- paid like dirt. Like, what I got? What they got paid is what I'm staring in my piggy bank right now. Like, I'm looking at my piggy bank. I have my whole salary in my piggy bank. I have their whole salary in my piggy bank. But this, The Help is a very, very important movie. It really woke up my eyes at a young age. I've been watching stuff like this. My mom has always educated me about my black history. Okay, so, like I said, it's a group of maids, and then, you know, there is this white girl, you know, it's during, you know, segregation, so, you know, she had a black, I don't want to say, she had, like, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say, what is the right word? So, she, her mother hired, like, a nanny for her, but then she later got a fire due to, like, personal stuff. But she wants to be a journalist. And, of course, back then during segregation, it was, of course, a lot of women oppression as well. So, during segregation, if you didn't know, many black women, they had to pick what they were going to do. They had to pick if they were going to fight with their brothers for segregation. And, you know, sticking up for them being black in America. And they had the choice to you know fight for being a woman you know the right to vote you know women couldn't vote then so black women had to choose back then especially during that time and that's freaking crazy so black women freaking magical man but like I was saying. So she wants to be a journalist and of course there was a lot of women oppression. People didn't believe in women. People always thought that men were superior. She wants to go to New York and then this journalist contacts not contacts her. She reaches out to this journalist and this journalist comes back to her about the idea of talking with maids in the South. About their experience working with white people and everything. And then it blows up and everything. But the whole mess is very important. And then when the lady's like, eat my ish. She, the lady ate her poo. That was so funny. But um, very important story. Um, The last two documentaries I'm going to give you guys. I'm, it's kind of like the same. So one is Black in Latin America. So it talks about the African ancestry roots and you know, many countries. So, for example, Dominican Republic. It explains how the leader was actually... This is crazy. So, this actually blew my mind, because I always knew that the leader was racist. I don't want to say his name, because, like, he was, like, so evil. Like, he was literally, like, the Dominican Hitler, which is crazy. I'm going to say Haitian, because his mother was Haitian as well. So... So sad how people will grow up like hating their skin, but at the same time that's top. So I can't really blame you like that. So he will literally take pictures. I think he was a dictator or something at that time in Dominican Republic. I forgot from which years. He really used product to lighten his skin. And I literally saw the documentary and they had the product, like the actual powder he lightened his skin with. And when I tell you, he was whiter than snow white. That powder was like white like excuse my language like cocaine white i was like what the hell and i think i don't know what his true complexion was like because he always hide it so he put like the white on like you know back then like during like the renaissance era they have like all this like white powdery makeup and then it like put on like the blush and everything he looked just like that super crazy so talks about that, it talks about how he killed, you know, all the Haitians and everything. I'm not gonna give you guys a history lesson, but it explains the African roots and um Haiti and of course Dominican Republic and Espaniola and how everything, you know, got divided, which is super crazy because I feel like the whole country should just be united, but you know, we get it. Um so yeah, so it talks about Espanola, what happened, um, the dictator, you know, killing many freaking Haitians Due to his hatred of the African blood. And it talks about him, you know, lightening out, quote-unquote, lightening out the race. Bringing people over. It talks about him, you know, putting the powder on. Him teaching people that, you know, lighter skin, and straighter hair is superior and stuff like that. But other than that, great film to watch and also Hitting Colors. I like Hitting Colors. Only thing is, it's just too freaking long for me. I'm sorry to say it. Um, only thing is, I will watch the third one. Because there's three hidden colors. But it's a very great film. It's, it's very great to be educated on Black history. Not even just about Latin countries. It educates you about everything. I would even watch one two And just break it up with like, you know, the times or whatever. But very, very great documentary series as well. Pretty sure you can find it on... Um, youtube you can find black latin america on youtube because a very famous famous um you probably seen him before he's a very famous tv personality he does a lot of documentaries he hosts it and then hitting colors i don't know where you can find it but anyways that's going to be the end of the podcast i have to go to sleep because it's currently like three o'clock in the morning and i took a nap and then i woke up so i'm up and i'm not even tired but anyways hope you guys have a great day Educate yourself. This is super amazing, especially if, you know, you're not, if you have a black friend and you're white, don't feel bad during these times. Know that you have privilege and use your privilege to your advantage. Sign petitions. Petitions are very important. They opened up Breonna Taylor's case again, which it should have been open. But, you know, people with social media, I got to give it that social media has a very, very powerful presence so they opened up brianna taylor's case because of her petitions and everything so if you guys will say that petitions aren't important they are important and you know just keep just educate your other friends if you have another friend that's racist or whatever try to educate them if you can if they're not brainwashed by trump but other than that thank you so much for listening make sure you guys share this podcast rate my podcast on apple you know Like it, and I'll see you guys tomorrow for another podcast episode, and peace, bye, and blessings, legendaries.